Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network in association with Mother She Wrote Media. I'm your host, Kimberly Johnson in D.C. Today, my returning guest is Bot Sentinel owner and spoutable owner, Christopher Boozy. We have a lot to talk about. But before we get into it, the Start Me Up podcast is independent, listener-funded, and woman-run. Visit patreon.com slash startmeup to see the variety of tiers offered, including the option to get two bonus What's Up episodes per week. Kind of like my online journal where I get a little more personal and talk about whatever is on my mind. There's also an ad-free tier with a much shorter intro. Just visit patreon.com. Dot com slash start me up. Now, please enjoy my conversation with Christopher Boozy. Welcome back to the show, Christopher. Hey, Kim. Thank you for having me back. I'm so happy you're here today. We have so much to talk about. And the last time you were on my show, it was, I think, the Thursday after... I think it was the Thursday after the midterms and I was so nervous and you accurately predicted it and I was so happy that whenever, I don't know, whenever we just like everything settled. I was so relieved, even though we lost the house, but you are correct. And I just have to say, before we get into the whole thing, the fact that you are correct, uh, got you a lot of attention. There was a combination (laughs) of that. And then your, I think you were interviewed by Rolling Stone and you were on that Netflix, um, documentary about Harry and, um, Megan. So I just want to say, first of all, Thank you and congratulations for your accurate predictions of the 2022 election. And I will be asking you about 24 later. But then I also want to say congratulations to a very successful launch of the new social media site Spoutable. So congratulations and thank you for creating it. And of course, we're going to talk about it. Thank you, Kimberly. Um, I appreciate I appreciate that. Um, it's been it's been a it's been a roller coaster ride. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, been, yeah. God. So okay, now let's just start from the beginning on the spoutable thing. So Musk said last year that he was going to buy Twitter, and I completely you know freaked out. My stomach dropped. I felt sick to my stomach. We didn't necessarily think it was going to happen for a while, and then it happened. And then, like, you just immediately went into action and said, I'm going to create, I think I can do this, and I'm going to create an alternative. And so you did just that. And I want to start, I don't know where, should we start with the, the, the negative part of it and then go into the positive, or should, how do you want to do this? I mean, we could go into the negative. Let's, let's, let's go. Just, let's go into the <laughs> negative. So you start the sure. site, and then the haters come out. So let's just start on why you have, why do you have haters, Chris? <laughs> Well, look, you know, with Bot Sentinel and exposing a lot of the garbage that's on the internet mm-hmm. with the mis- and disinformation, folks that were going after um, Lisa Page, um, Megan Markle, Amber Heard, um, VP Harris, mm-hmm. and, a, and a few others, um, you know, over time I have. You know, I don't like to call them enemies because I don't even think of them as enemies. But yeah. folks who just don't like me because you know many of them have been monetizing mm-hmm. uh, this this mis- and disinformation. Many of them have YouTube channels where they're constantly churning out garbage on YouTube, and a company like mine is 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 uh, a threat to their to their income to their yeah. bottom line. Yeah, and so they're coming after you and. 
It's not surprising. It's sad because when you were on my show prior to um, the 2022 election, uh, I was quote tweeted by Carolyn Orr Bueno. I think I'm pronouncing her name correctly. And I don't exactly remember what she said, but it was a little bit scoldy. It was like she was scolding me for having you on. And I didn't, I had no idea she had a problem with you. And she's, I don't even really remember what she said. But I'm going to tell you my side of it, and then and then I want you to talk about it in detail. But basically, I mean, her husband also, I think, private messaged me and had some kind of accusation, you know, about you and I think it was Bitcoin or something like that. And then, mm-hmm. um, so my reaction, and I really want to be clear about this, uh, I never interacted with her before. I always saw her as you know a a, a feminist with a large following somebody that I would like to have considered an ally I do remember I don't I think it was 2019 where she had posted just 911 and I guess she was in an airport and it was at night and I remember seeing it and everybody was really worried about her and nobody knew what the hell she was talking about and I don't believe she ever clarified it I do think the um the airport she was in tweeted out that she was okay but I have no idea what the hell was going on with her Uh, a lot of people were upset about it and we just didn't understand and I don't think it was ever explained so you know and and I was one of these people who was concerned like oh no something's wrong Um, cut to her kind of you know scolding tweet at you know it was a quote tweet on our show and I, I, Mm -hmm. I made the mistake of automatically giving her the benefit of the doubt. And I, you know, I said to her, you know, I, I, I don't remember exactly what I said, but I was very, very apologetic. And I didn't, I thought maybe somehow I had just missed out on the fact that you had done something to her that was so upsetting and I didn't want to be included in upsetting her. So, you know, I, I then, so then I start doing my own research and I start looking around and I'm like, wait, wait a minute. I don't really understand what she's talking about. So I asked her to explain and whatever she said to me, she was just throwing out, he did this and he said that and he said this and he said that or, and, but it wasn't even very specific. It was just that he, he hurt me and he came after me and he attacked me, but it was like, but what did he say? And what's going, and I just said, I don't understand this. And I said, I'm really sorry, but I feel awkward here. It's putting me in an awkward position. And she's like, well, I don't know why you would be in an awkward position. And basically her whole attitude with me was, if you can't understand that he was upsetting to me, then basically you're in the wrong. And okay, I thought about it and I thought, what if some man had screwed me over and I saw some feminist giving him a platform, if I were to write her privately, which I wouldn't have scolded her for online, I would have just said, hey, you should know this is what happened and this is why I'm upset with him. She didn't tell me why she just told me that she was upset with you and then got angry at me because I didn't automatically become upset with you and reject you. And so the, so then, you know, her reply to me was so condescending and rude. I decided at that moment, this woman, I don't take her seriously. I don't know what's wrong with her. Something is wrong with her, but I, I don't want to have anything to do with her. And I wound up blocking her and her husband and it's unfortunate. And then I've seen, um, you know, this, this, I don't even know what you call this attack that she's, she's going she, and, and I saw her, I'm, I'm going to shut up in a minute, but I just have to get this out. Cause I want you to talk about it. But 
I saw her dox you, and then she deleted it, and then she, or I'm sorry, yeah, she said, no, she said you doxed her, which was not true, Mm -hmm. and then she doxed you, and then deleted it, and so I saw that happen, and, you know, I've seen her say that, like, you posted that she recently showed a Uh part of a conversation. Let me, let me. Okay, you say it. it, you say it. Well, well, okay, so first first off, I've never done anything to Carolyn, uh, th- so let's just get that out the way. Yeah. Um, w- you know, we we had, a, I guess you would say, an amicable uh, relationship or a friendly relationship, or however you would like to, um, you know, classify it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I saw her post some stuff years ago about, uh, you know, Trump and, and uh the election and all this other stuff and then uh she had talked a little bit about bots in the past and you know one day she had uh tweeted something out I, I sincerely can't remember and uh i sent her a dm talking about what she had tweeted out and um we ultimately decided that because we were both in the dis- disinformation space that we would meet up to discuss this information. Mm-hmm. Um, it was nothing inappropriate. You know, we both have, you know, partners and things like that. But it was more or less about, like, hey, you're in this space, I'm in this space, and it's really not that many people in this yeah. space, um, you know, to discuss stuff. So, you know, I gave her some options in terms of where to meet because I said, you know, let's meet for coffee. But just for your listeners to understand, um, you know, I'm originally from New York, and I live 15 minutes outside of New York City. Uh, I'm in Jersey. At the time, she was in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, meeting for coffee in New York doesn't mean going to, like, Starbucks usually, because <laughs> in New York City, it's extremely busy. The coffee mm-hmm. houses and extremely loud. Mm-hmm. So if you're, like, having a business meeting or you're just, just going to meet up to, to talk or whatever, it's usually, like, you know, a restaurant mm-hmm. in the day. Uh, where it's really quiet mm-hmm. or like a quote-unquote bar because even the bars are not really bars, but, you know, whatever. And yeah. so I gave her some options, and she selected uh, a place called the Blue Bar. It's a really famous, um, iconic place in New York. Uh, it's in, uh, I think it's pronounced Alcon, Alcon uh, Hotel. And um, we met there. Once again, professional, we talked about you know, missing disinformation, but it was supposed to be a meeting of minds. And at the end of the day, she pretty much just asked me a whole bunch of stuff about missing disinformation. And she had a, a pad, a notepad, and she was writing a whole bunch of stuff down. So it wasn't two, you know, two pairs discussing things. It was just more like a, a, a Q&A type of thing. And I just mm-hmm. thought that was odd. And that was it. And uh, then the pandemic hit uh, a few, what, what I mean, it hit, like it really, you know, the, the, basically, we already had knew about COVID at that time. It was uh, January-ish, I think it was 2020, well, maybe February 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we pretty much went into lockdown, I think, that March. Um, yeah. So after that, you know, she was doing her thing. I was doing my thing. Um, you know, we stayed friendly on, on Twitter. Uh, fast forward a few years, I started getting a lot of attention with news outlets and things like that. And, you know, I noticed her, like, tweeting some 
stuff that I knew was kind of about me, mm-hmm. but I was just like, why would she say things like that? But I just ignored it mm-hmm. um, because once again, it was somebody that I had met, someone that I have interacted with, so I didn't really want to get into a you know, thing with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, this whole thing with Elon purchasing Twitter and there being like a huge rush of new accounts, I had did a thread on it, mm-hmm. um, you know, showing how you know these accounts were following prominent um, Republicans, mm-hmm. you know, getting fifty thousand, a hundred thousand, you know, users within a short uh, period of time. And she did a, a, a similar thread, almost to the letter, uh, hmm. and a few people called her out about it yeah. and said, like, hey. Uh, and so I liked one of the comments, just like didn't re- mm-hmm. you know reply, didn't retweet or anything. I liked something, and her husband <laughs> comes in and was like, "Oh, why did you like that? And what are you oh, insinuating God. and this and as if like I can't like something? Like who are you <laughs> to tell me what I can or can't like?" Yeah, you know the threads were similar to the point where it's hard to call it a coincidence. Now mm-hmm. her husband pointed out that an outlet. I forget what outlet it was, also did a similar thread prior to what I did. However, what they did was similar, but it was still was not the, the same thing. Mm-hmm. They were pointing out or whatever, and, you know, one to make the argument, well, maybe she also, you know, it was just happenstance coincidence. The problem is she had never used a website mm. that I had used. Yeah. Uh, a website called Social Engine because I did do a search just to check to see well if she's ever used Social Engine before she never had so that was the first day she had used it so it was too much of a coincidence but once again I didn't say anything whatever it's not until her husband started coming after me and attacking me where I was like okay look I had enough of this and I was just like okay and that is what started the whole craziness and then it died down and then I was in Rolling Stone uh, <laughs> magazine. Uh-oh. And I don't know if she felt like I didn't deserve to be in Rolling Stone magazine. And she just started going in on me and how I'm this and I'm that and I, I have bot armies and I'm working with the Russians and all type of conspiratorial nonsense. So, you know, for your, for your listeners, I just before we get into the recent craziness, I want them to understand that. When I launched Bostonal, you know, there were very few, quote-unquote, mis- and disinformation experts. There was a lot of, you know, universities that were starting to do research and starting to understand the landscape. But even many of those folks did not want to come public. So when journalists would go to them, they did not want to go public and talk about this stuff because they knew they would be attacked. Yeah. Most of the folks in my field still do not want to go public and talk about these things because they will be attacked. And if you see this with me, with these different groups all converging, coming after me. So a lot of times they will talk off the record. And unfortunately, journalists don't really like that because they like the point to research. They like the point to different things. Uh, So what Caroline seems to either pretend she doesn't, you know, remember what happened and how this all came about, or you know, she just wants to admit it out, of, you know, omit it out of history or write it out of history. Is that the fact that Boston was one of the few and only few platforms 
that tackled mis and disinformation in the way that we did. Mm -hmm. So journalists coming to us wasn't a fluke. It was something that was earned. Mm -hmm. And, you know, contrary to what her and some other trolls have said, we were, we were and myself were heavily vetted. Um, you know, there's this misconception once again that, oh, you know, well, Bot Simmel was just uh, Christopher Woozy. That's not true. Mm -hmm. The reason why I don't let my researchers and, you know, the folks that do either volunteer or do work for Bot Simmel names be known, because once again, I don't want them being attacked. Yeah. These are, these are people that have lives, that have families, and we have already seen what these these really vile people do. Mm -hmm. So they can believe what they want to believe, but at the end of the day, when we do publish reports, as I've stated before, we give journalists the raw data, they're able to go to other universities and verify what we've done in our work product and things like that. So let's fast forward. So the, the Rolling Stone uh, magazine um, thing comes out, the research comes out, she's critical of it, she's critical of me, you know, it starts this whole thing with, you know, her just saying crazy stuff about me for months, not, mm -hmm. not days, not weeks, for months. Mm -hmm. I launched Spoutable, the uh, social network, and she's talking about how it's, it's Russian code and how it's, um, it's, it's, it's something that, you know, you, you know, there's security flaws and you're, you're, you, you, you know, you're going to be in trouble. Just all types of this, this, wild stuff and once again i was ignoring her mm -hmm. because at this point it's just like you have to take the high road yeah but i saw someone someone had said something to me about and i didn't see i didn't at that time i didn't see it but someone had said um you know and it's talking about carolyn and um you know and her trying to make it seem as if I'm paraphrasing as if Boozy was being sleepy, um, you know, cropping a, a, a screenshot. So I was yes. like, what? Excuse me? And it's like, yeah. So I, did, I, I hadn't even heard of any of this or whatever. So I actually went searching for it and found it. So what she did was she took a DM from us having that exchange back in 2020, made it look like it was something recent, cropped it to where I was suggesting, even the crop really wasn't bad, but I guess in her mind, <laughs> where I was suggesting the, the uh, blue bar and another, another location. Mm -hmm. And in her tweet, she was like, and, you know, he wanted to go out for coffee, but he suggested a bar, weird, or you know, something, mm -hmm. once again, I'm paraphrasing. Mm -hmm. So anyone listening, you know, re anyone reading that, excuse me, and seeing the cropped image can just infer that, you know, I'm right. trying to do something sleazy with yeah. her. Um, but when you see the full exchange, you mm -hmm. will see I gave her the option, and then she, she. selected Blue Bar. Yeah, she it selected it. Yeah, so I just want to be clear that, because I saw it, she accused you of being creepy for suggesting mm -hmm. a bar, and then she chose the bar. <laughs> so I just right. have to reiterate. So, right. And so I tweeted about it and said it was gross, which she did, and yeah. you know, to do this to another to another person and that caused a huge stir yeah. especially with women of color because there's this whole thing about black men being painted as you know whatever you know stalkers yeah. or creeps or what you know whatever yeah and um you know she had been called carol carol bryan i think it is her name is uh the woman with emma till who had said, you know, she had claimed that Intel had whisked, uh, 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 whistled at her. Hmm. And there were parallels being drawn in comparisons. Hmm. Um, you know, what Carol 
Carlin did was wrong, mm-hmm. period. Yes. Um, to crop something and take it out of context to make make it look as if I was being creepy when the full context shows it, it was nothing. It, yeah. you know, we're, it was a professional, um, you know, I mean, I was being professional and I, I don't know if we could call it a professional DM. I don't know if it's a foot state, but <laughs> I was being professional. Yeah. Um, so she ended up locking her account down for a while. Her husband ended up, um, from what I understand, um, deactivating his account. Wow. And at the end of the day, this whole thing is really about jealousy. Mm-hmm. Um, I yes. mean, there's no other way to, to, to define it. Yeah. Because I, I, I never did anything to Carolyn at all. Um, and the fact that she has made this so personal, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just so bizarre to me mm-hmm. that, you know, that she would spend months mm-hmm. attacking someone over me, if, if we want to call it a misunderstanding, which she could have just reached out to me in DM and she could have right. said, Hey, look, yeah, Christopher, I, I didn't, I didn't steal your thread. You know, I, yeah. I thought of the same thing. I know yeah. it looks a little, you know, a little untoward or whatever, but right. that's, that's not what happened. I came up with the same idea. You know, I apologize or, you know, you know, don't take it that way. Mm-hmm. And we could have moved on where her, you know, her husband, you know, him, him coming into the situation didn't do the, you know didn't do her any favors. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean that's at the end of the day that's what it's about. Yeah, and I mean, and I just wanted to reiterate in in my experience with her based on this. Um, again, I I felt that her choice of behavior was actually quite inappropriate, and there have been instances when I've dealt with certain men who. Whether they did something to me, you know, and th- and there's really something specific here, and I won't I won't name names, but I found out that somebody who pursued me to be on my show, um, and I think the reason why this it was a man he pursued me to be on my show is because I, you know, I'm I'm a fe- I'm not like a academic feminist or anything, but I'm like a, you know, I guess a regular kind of person feminist, and I'm known for that, and I think that he recognized that about me and wanted to be on my show. Because then he looks like the, you know, the good guy who's all pro-feminism and everything. Um, so I had him on my show. And I he's an actor. And I didn't like him. He was kind of a jerk. And, and then he started repeating the bullshit. Trump, I mean, he was a liberal, but he was repeating the bullshit that Trump said about how liberals or democrats were killing their babies once they were born and i was like what i'm like why are you listening to donald trump for your information so anyway i'm thinking to myself while we're having this conversation i'm thinking okay i'm never going to have him back on again but then i air it and i got two dms one from somebody who guessed the truth and then from the actress who lived the truth was that he raped her and um she never made it public but she messaged me and she said Kimberly this man sexually assaulted me and she offered up um, some other it wasn't proof but some some very unsavory information that was in print about him and, she, and so I, I you know I immediately took down his show um, but basically and now I'm completely my mind is completely blanking on why I brought this up but ultimately <laughs> the whole point no, of I think, I think you were trying to I thought I think you were trying to give a comparison to my experience um and trying to get the flip side, I think, maybe? Yeah, well, oh, that's what I remember, is that because because that happened, my friend messages me, this actress, and says, hey, Kimberly, this happened. And she wasn't an asshole about it. She didn't okay. tell me, you need to take this down. 
She just said, hey, this is something that you should know. And, you know, she's not really my friend, but we know each other on Twitter. And so I consider her an ally. And that's what I was talking about because you know with Carolyn it was like well she's I guess I would consider her an ally she's anti-Trump she's a feminist we didn't have any interactions but the way she went about it with me was just so it was so weird and it was uncomfortable and she turned me into the bad guy instead of just saying this is something that happened to me and you should know because I feel like no matter what people on social media people out in the world they're going to do their thing and, and if I share with them information that you know, this person that they interviewed was, then it's up to them. Then I'm out of it. And, you know, she had this personal like vendetta and it was obvious. And so, yeah, I mean, and and it pisses me off because my experience with you, you know, you and I have now been friendly and done a bunch of shows. My experience with you has always, you've always been polite. You have always told the truth and you accurately predicted the election. You've always been upfront about things. So it's like, you know, you weigh, okay, who here is being weird? And it wasn't you. <laughs> so I just have to say. <laughs> well, and, and so here's the thing about that part. And I'm glad you said that because there were a lot of folks who, by the time I met with, with Carolyn, had a negative opinion about her. Mm-hmm. And I don't judge people by what other people yeah. say because of once again of the work uh, you know that i that i do so i have to judge you based on our interaction yeah because look there are people once you piss off people people regurgitate stuff mm-hmm. and they'll take some something that may have a kernel of truth in it and you know and, and you, know, <laughs> I, you know i hate to say this but fabricate things yeah. and blow it out That's of true. proportion and all this other stuff so with her you know i gave her the benefit of the doubt because she had like a gofundme uh, a few years ago where she said she was going to go in and investigate oh, Tulsi Gabbard right. and yeah and it didn't happen mm-hmm. um she did raise some money never talked about it again but at the end of the day that doesn't necessarily mean it's a scam it could, right. she could have genuinely had thought she was going to go and do it and then things came up and decided not to do it you know a scam is when you are intentionally mm-hmm you know, go to, to do something and yeah. knowing that you, you're right. And something just not working or, you know, not whatever, um, it's not considered a scam. So for me, it was just like, get to know this woman and, you know, see what she knows about mis- and disinformation, share what you know about mis- and, disinforma- dis- and, mis- and disinformation, because at the end of the day, it's about collaborating to try to fight back against this stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I can say this, and in my opinion, and I want to make this clear, in my opinion, um, first, I don't think she's a very nice person, number one. Mm-hmm. Um, but number two, for the fact that she's supposed to be a quote-unquote mis- and, disinfor- mis- and disinformation expert, and for her to easily just spread mis- and disinformation without even thinking about what harm it could do, um, you know, her putting that whatever you want to call it out there and doing what she did, that could have had some real serious ramifications if I didn't have proof to knock that down. Right. Once again, it's just certain lines you don't cross. Now, if I was being a creep, if I was being jerky, yeah, make that public. And I'll say that for any woman, yeah. if you're having an interaction with a man and he's being creepy, what you want to do is let that be known. Mm-hmm. So you're protecting other women, mm-hmm. someone who else who may interact with this person, mm-hmm. giving them forewarning and stuff like that. But you don't do that to, 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 to guys who are being respectful. 
Yeah. And 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 what she did was just like, it, I, 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 like I said in my, my tweet, I was just at a loss for words yeah. because I was like, I can't believe she would do that. Yeah, it's gross and um, dirty. It, it's gross. It, it, it really is. So I, I hope she gets the help that she needs because I do think yes. um, that there's a lot more going on, but I'm not a professional in that field in terms of being able to di- diagnose someone's uh, mental capacity and things like that. Yeah. But you know, at the end of the day, I just don't think. Yeah, know, and for wh- her, yeah, and for her to be a feminist and then do what she did about making it seem like what you did is creepy is so counter to you know. I mean, there's rape culture and women aren't believed, and then what she just did was what women are accused by the right of doing all the time, lying. Right. And so, I mean, I'm not saying right. it's only the right, but you know what I mean. So it just, it was very upsetting and. You know, my experience with her was unpleasant, but it's like what you said. I hope that she can figure this out and get whatever help she may need because something is bothering her and she's taking it out on you and it's unfortunate. But, you know, we have to take a a quick break and we'll be back after this message. Hey, this is Kimberly. If you're not already my patron, just visit patreon.com slash start me up. You can take a look at all the tiers and decide how you want to support the show. Thank you so much. Okay, we're back. Um... Okay, now I want to quickly just jump to this because, oh my God, you've been getting all this crap for your porn policy. You asked everybody, how do you feel about porn? And everybody's like, no porn, we don't want porn. And now the haters are turning this into, I'm not allowed, or, 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 or they're saying authors aren't allowed to post their romance novels because your TOS is unclear. It's a bunch of shit. I put up my two books. One book is Peyton's Choice, and that's about teen abortion. And I put up The Virgin Diaries, which is about first-time sex. And guess what? I didn't get banned. <laughs> so, and no one has. No one right. has. So I'm, I'm going to filibuster her for a minute, and I apologize. <laughs> that's okay. Over, I really, I, I need to get this out. Yes. This is the one I really need to get out. So okay. to your listeners who may have heard about this controversy – who, who are just like, what the hell is going on? First, <laughs> let me say, we're not banning books. We're not banning people who write books. We're not banning romance novelists, people who have steamy book covers or anything. I am not insane. <laughs> At the end of the day, I'm running a business and I'm trying to get users over. Why the hell would I mm-hmm. want to suspend people or ban people that are going to bring users over? Mm-hmm. That is not what the policy is about. The policy is about sexually explicit content and conduct mm-hmm. meaning porn right at the end of the day <laughs> porn so if someone is uploading a photo of a woman or a man in an artistic environment and showing some skin and you know that's totally fine we're not children and mm-hmm. the website is not targeting children right so something that's artistic that is respectful to the other users is fine uploading a photo or a video in the future of you having sex is not going to fly. <laughs> People don't want to see that yeah. when they're in the morning eating their Cheerios <laughs> exactly. and they're scrolling through <laughs> and they see someone's penis or from JJ. They don't want to see that, nor do I. <laughs> if I want to see that, there are websites right. designated for that. Exactly. If you want to see that, stay on Twitter. So we made it clear. And so then I said it a million times. Like, no, your books are fine. I've seen the covers of... of you know, a lot of these romance novelists, they're you know, muscular guys and, yeah. you know, they're holding a woman and hair is flowing around. 
was here, no one was coming for romance novelists. We, I, I gotta be honest with your uh, your listeners. I had no clue we even had a romance novelist community because no one reported them. No one was talking about them. It is not until so so. Let me tell you the setup here. Okay. So a sex worker joined the platform mm-hmm. and within five minutes said. I've only been on this platform for five minutes, and I already feel unwelcomed. No one had interacted with this individual. <laughs> no one had reported this individual. This individual read the the policy, decided to create an account to complain about the policy. <laughs> so as I said in a space, uh, a previous space, you know, that's akin to me walking by a gay bar and see, you know, gay bar, all welcome. I go into the gay bar, and I start complaining that I'm in a gay bar. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with people? If that is not your scene, then don't go into it. Right. If you read the policy, and the policy clearly states no sexually explicit content or conduct, you go to another platform, mm-hmm. not go to the platform and complain. Right. So that's what started the whole thing. You know, we were having a debate over sex workers, and I was very clear: sex workers are welcome on the platform. Yes. They are even welcome to talk about their profession and even link to certain content as long as it's not sexually explicit content. Mm-hmm. What they're not able to do is post sexually explicit material on the platform. Mm-hmm. I, once again, we're adults. I know that there's sex, work, sex workers, many of them. Mm-hmm. And if they want to talk about their work or even promote themselves in a way that's not violating our policies, that's totally cool. Mm-hmm. And I said that a million times. Folks are like, oh, well, your policy is so vague. And yada, yada, yada. So is every other platform sexually <laughs> explicit content. It's all vague. You know why? Because... There are gray areas, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you can't account for every situation. So mm-hmm. here's where it gets really like, okay, what's happening here? So it goes from that, and you have these romance novelists who are now in, in, inserting themselves into the debate. And they they realize then, because the community starts actually pushing back. It was like, look, we voted on this. Mm-hmm. We don't want it. It's not just Boosie who's saying this. We're saying this as well. We don't want this. So they realized their argument wasn't working. So then they so they start dragging in the LGBTQ plus oh community God. and starts, you know, conflating, mm-hmm. you know, being gay, being, you know, lesbian, being trans with sexually explicit material. Yeah. So, of course, this angers our community who are like wait a minute Mm -hmm. now you know i'm gay and you're attacking me this Mm -hmm. is what you're doing you're using right wing talking points Mm -hmm. i'm a gay person and i'm not into porn you know i'm I'm a lesbian i'm I'm not into porn i'm not i'm not doing porn so why are you saying this policy is going to prevent me Mm-hmm. from being who I am. Like, no one is coming for me. We're not getting banned. And that made it, it clear once again that a same-sex couple holding hands and kissing and showing intimacy is not sexually explicit. Right. And yeah. no reasonably, reasonably thinking person thinks, you know, that's sexually explicit. That's not what we're talking about. We don't want to see, you know, people having <laughs> sex on the platform. I mean, there's no other way to put it. So, of course, the LGBT. LGBT, I always like bagel this. <laughs> LGBTQ plus community. Yeah. I apologize 
to my 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 uh, LGBTQ plus community members because I always mangle it because I try to say it fast. They start pushing back. You know, they yeah. start saying, "Okay, what the hell?" Mm-hmm. And they start going after the romance novelist, and rightfully <laughs> so because what they yeah. did was gross. Right. You know, don't use right wing talking points. Mm-hmm. And don't use hypotheticals that's not happening. Mm-hmm. We've already had been, I think at that point, it's been three weeks. No one who was gay or trans were ejected from the platform. No one was suspended because of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just caused a big hoopla. And, of course, you know, they were they were attacking them. And, yeah. and once again, rightfully so. Yeah. If you say stupid things, <laughs> and, and I'm going to say just like that, <laughs> and you are comparing you know, that community to explicit material and trying to make it seem like, you know, all gay folks are deviants or something like, like, don't do that. Like, mm-hmm. that's not cool. Yeah. And that's, and that's a, a, a right wing talking point yes. that's been used against the gay community, used against the LGBTQ plus community. Now, one thing I also want to make clear with our, our, um, your, 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 I was about to say our, not our, <laughs> yours, your listeners, um, and then I'll you know, pass back the mic to you. One of the reasons why I launched Spottable was to give you know, folks the opportunity to be on a social media platform and not be worried about being attacked for being themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and that's across the board, whether you know, you're a woman, a minority, whether you're gay, lesbian, trans, whatever the case may be, you can be on the platform and be yourself. And one of the things I was encouraging and, and, and continue to encourage, there are a lot of trans folks who, who like to document their journey. Yes. And on other platforms, their stuff gets removed. Obviously, they get attacked. They can't upload the pictures. Mm-hmm. And we have a few folks who are documenting their journey, you know, putting their photos on Spottable. Mm-hmm. They've never been attacked. They have never had that content removed, nor would I even consider removing their pla- um, their their mm-hmm. content because they're on the platform for that reason, right. to be able to show. Because one of the things is someone may be going through that. Yeah. Someone you know, may be like, you know, I'm not feeling comfortable with my skin. This is not who I am. I mm-hmm. This is the journey I want to take. Mm-hmm. And seeing other people be brave enough to to document this and show this will inspire them to say, this is something that I want to do. And that's the whole point of Spotable, to give people that platform, that opportunity to do that. Um, so for them to even, that's why I said for them to even, to, to even suggest that was just gross. Yeah. So I just want your listeners to know that if you're gay, if you're lesbian, if you're trans, what, whatever, you're not going to get banned for sharing your intimacy. That's all missing disinformation. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of folks who are doing this now. Like him said, you know, she's 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 posted her her books and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. No one is getting banned for books. <laughs> no one is getting banned for showing intimate moments with their partners. None of this is happening. People are not getting banned for cursing. Mm-hmm. You know, people are not getting banned for, for, for tweeting out, I mean, excuse me, spouting out, <laughs> which this is the other crazy thing. <laughs> um, someone had said that we banned someone for spouting their um, the, the, uh, the gay pride flag. Oh, my God. Just, like, like, come on. You know, it's like, <laughs> just stop crazy people. Yeah. Stop. This, this, it's not happening. Okay, I pass back to my <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, and look, the... 
websites that people are okay first of all i mean there's so many things going through my head but i watched i don't know when it was whenever the movie came out i watched the social network and i learned that mark zuckerberg was an asshole and i didn't exactly know what that would mean you know later on but i remained on facebook knowing that this guy was an asshole and um then, of course, we found out that he's willing to take Russian money to spread disinformation and so many things wrong. Now, he both he he's learning from Elon. Oh, I can make money from this by creating blue checks and letting anybody, including the Russians, buy the blue checks so that they can rise to the top and get all the views. Um, it's it's like it's so crazy how so many people understand that Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk are horrible people and they're willing to stay. And they're not only willing to stay, they're willing to give them their money, including liberals, which I will never understand because I have a legacy blue check that I'm going to lose and I will never pay Elon Musk. But it's like, so so there's all that and there that's all good. But you start a website that is, as Jay Arnold describes, elegant, and it is, uh, it, 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 it's the exact thing that we've all been saying we want. And then now you're the bad guy for doing it. And it's obviously just a, a few sour grapes. It's not, I mean, the majority of people actually love the experience on Twitter. I know Joy Reid is on it right now. There's a bunch of um, blue checks who are on. So I just, I want to say to the people who are falling for this disinformation, please wake up, please pinch yourself. I, I'm over there. I, I was so excited. And I told my boyfriend, Bob, when you said, I'm going to do this. I said, if anybody's going to create a Twitter alternative, it's going to be Christopher Boozy. I guarantee you. And I was right. And I knew it because obviously you know what you're doing. You already have Bot Sentinel. You've got, you started doing code when you were nine on your Mattel toys. So I just, I knew you were going to figure out how to make a very similar but better version of Twitter. So there's my spiel. But I do want to ask you because now, Obviously, this site is still very new, and everybody's so impatient. And one, you know, I asked for questions. Uh, I didn't get as many as I, I didn't get any trolls, at least not yet, which I was surprised by. But of course, everybody wants the app. I am, I am assuming the app mm -hmm. is coming in March. Mm -hmm. Okay, so good, yep. March. It's coming in March. But I wanted to know. I want to know what um, right now. Why do? You, why are people loving? spoutable what is the feedback you're getting that's positive yeah well i think the first thing is really and truly is the lack of trolls the mm -hmm. lack of you know fake accounts that are you know plagued i mean look twitter's plagued by this twitter's mm -hmm. plagued by folks that are just there just to abuse you at the end of the day mm -hmm. for whatever reason whether you may be you know, a left-leaning account, or you may be a woman, you may be a person of color, whatever it may be, mm -hmm. you know, you are attacked for who you are um, on Twitter. So, you know, one of the things that going into this was to have a platform where people feel safe. Once yeah. again, I mean, that's the whole, you know, that's the whole mission yeah. behind Spoutable. So when you create an account, anyone can create an account, but if you want to interact, you have to verify your phone number. Mm -hmm. Your phone number is encrypted. It's stored in the database, but it's encrypted. Uh, you know, we're not interested. I'm not interested in calling folks up randomly. <laughs> That's not what, what is, you know, it's, 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 it's this. People are aware that, okay, I needed my phone number to, to register. If I, for example, 
I'm going to shoot someone in the face and it's my phone number. I actually use my phone number. That can, you know, be obviously decrypted Mm -hmm. and then given to the authorities. Yeah. If they're suspended, they know they're not going to be able to register again using that phone number. Mm -hmm. So people are on their best behavior. Of course, we have folks that get in heated debates and we want that. And Mm -hmm. I've said this before. You know, you can't have a social media platform where everyone is getting along. No. It just, it just doesn't work. <laughs> no. There's a difference, you know, between us having heated debates and you calling a woman, you know, or a man calling the, a woman the W word or mm-hmm. the B word mm-hmm. or somebody coming into my thread and calling me the N word and mm-hmm. things like that. Like, we can have these debates without stooping to that level. Right. Um, or, you know whatever going to that lowest level i should say so you know a lot of the feedback i've been receiving so far is that it's a breath of fresh air yes that you know when they're on the platform it's not toxic you know it's easy to navigate um is it perfect no and i know you do have some questions for me regarding that um but we're only going into four weeks now. We're, you know, at that, you know, I guess it's been four weeks. Um, and we've accomplished so much in this yeah. short span of time. So, yes, we're going to have an app. You know, it's extremely important to have an app. A lot of folks don't want to use Spotable on their browser and things like that. But the, you know, the main goal for us was to get the platform stable, understand you know, the resources needed, and now we have a better understanding of that. Now we can focus on that app, getting more people on board, and still giving you guys a, a, you know, a, a great experience. Yes, and it is. I mean, it, it really is. I, and I'm going to go back to Jay Arnold describing it as elegant. And I think the reason why is, you know, I've also heard some people say, oh, I don't want a liberal bubble. Neither do I. And nope. part of the reason why it's elegant is, like you just said, because there aren't hateful trolls. Just because we don't have hateful trolls doesn't mean it's a liberal bubble. I mean, I want somebody like, um, I don't know. I mean, the first person that comes to my mind, and I don't know why it's always him, and of course it's somebody that I can't, I I always forget his name, and I'll remember it in a minute, but he's just a, he's a Republican who's a never-Trumper, and I, you know, he's one of those people that people say, oh my God, I can't believe I'm agreeing with so-and-so. And, And, you know, but it's like, he, he, I don't always agree with him. I, uh, Walsh, I think it's not Walsh. I can't. Walsh? I, it's it's. Oh. I I will never. I don't know why I have a thing against remembering this guy's name. I'll remember it soon enough. <laughs> but I mean, fine. you know, Walsh is one of them too. And Walsh has been on my show. And the thing about Joe Walsh, he can drive me a little batshit crazy because I can. And he's a perfect example of what you're talking about because he and I totally disagree on a lot of issues. And and sometimes I get upset with him because I feel like he's he's kind of taking on the ideology that led to Trump and trying to sell it again, even though it's not mm-hmm. Trumpism, but, um, you know, abortion, things like that. But what I will give him is that he is willing and open to listen. And he is not only is he willing and open to listen, but he is willing to admit when he's wrong. And look, we can't ask for more than that. I I would love for him to just all of a sudden become a Democrat, but that's never going to happen. And I I appreciate his voice, even if I disagree with it, even if I get personally pissed off at him for some of his views, which I do. But in the end, I recognize the man is trying, he's making an effort, he cares about this country, and so he and I may have some heated debates, and as you said, they are welcome, 
they're important. They're necessary for us. So yeah, this liberal bubble stuff, it's not anybody who's concerned with that. I think ultimately, I think we got a lot of liberals on there first for obvious reasons. You're a liberal. Um, you're a Democrat. But and people know that about you. You're a fair person. But as this site continues to grow, I mean, we've seen Joy Reid. We've seen a number of notable people, Charlotte Clymer, um, you know, jumping on. And I believe in time, as we see more journalists come, that's when it's going to be less elegant, only because there's going to be more trolls. They will eventually leave. They will get booted off. Um, which will keep right. it elegant, but we're gonna we're gonna see that. But it's right now; it's still in the inf- it's the infancy. Well, you know something, and and this is a debate we've even had internally, and I'm really not sure about that, and I'm gonna explain why because okay. of the way that we built Spotable in terms of the anti-abuse tools. Mm-hmm. So, so to give you a, a, you know a comparison with Twitter, and this was some you know in the beginning received some flack about this when I said that users will be able to remove replies you Mm -hmm. can't do that with twitter you can do that almost on every platform but you can't do that with twitter you can't do that with spotable so now here's why that's important and i and i explained before you know before launching why this would be important a lot of support requests of things of that nature in terms of reporting people come from the fact that they reply something that's just really gross Mm -hmm. so whether it's you know you're being doxxed or whether once again you're being called something horrible Mm -hmm. you're able to remove that and not only you're able to remove that you're also able to block people in a way that you can on twitter so if i block you on twitter right although i can't no longer see your content you can't see my content you can still reply to people replying to me in my threats Mm -hmm. and this is used as a way of attacking people. I mean, they, they do it to me all the time. Mm-hmm. So let's say I block you. You can still reply to say Bob mm-hmm. replying to me and say, you know, this boozy guy, he's, he's an idiot or he's a scammer. He's yeah. all of this other stuff. And this is used repeatedly against people. You mm-hmm. can't do that with Spotable. Once you are blocked, you can't even reply to people replying to me in my <laughs> threads. You're blocked. That's it. You're ill and you're gone. Yeah. You're, you're done. Yeah. Um, so by 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 implementing just there some you of the go yeah basic stuff, right so trolling on spotable is just not going to work and then if we have accounts that are focusing solely on attacking someone they're going to get removed mm-hmm. so if someone joins spotable just to attack you and saying mean stuff about you and that's all the account is about they're gone <laughs> um, so you know I think I, I I think the environment that we see now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just going to stay yeah. as more people uh, join. We'll see. Yeah, well, that's good to know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens if we eventually get people like Ted Cruz and Marjorie Taylor Greene, because they wouldn't be able to, um, they just, they, they wouldn't be able to stop themselves from their idiocy. So I don't know. We'll see if they ever decide to go over there. Now, let me ask you this. One of the questions that I got is, are you reaching out to notable people? And, and, and yeah. so, the, okay, so what about, like the White House, is there any way they can? So, so here's the thing, you, you, you know, and I think folks got to realize, like, you know, it seems like a long time, but four weeks. Four weeks is not any, is nothing. No, it's it's nothing. We're 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 literally just getting our feet wet. We're fixing things, and then look, you know, when you use something you said earlier, and you were so right. Starting on a new platform, investing time and effort, building up a following, 
you know, people don't take that lightly, especially if you have 400,000, a mm-hmm. million followers and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. It's like, why am I going to this platform? Right. Right. So they have to see that, number one, this thing is here to stay. Mm-hmm. Number two, where's the app? Because, you know, that's where folks are like, okay, where's yes. the app at? And number three, you know, is there engagement? And right. so the, the answer to the last one is absolutely yes, yes which was, I, I, I got to be honest to your listeners, you know, I knew we would eventually have the engagement, but I did think it would take longer to get yeah, there. It was immediate. Because I was, yeah, I was comparing it to other alternatives that had launched and looking how long it took engagement to really build up on those platforms. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I had a conservative estimate of approximately two months. Mm-hmm. It took days. Yeah, it was amazing. The, you know, you were there. Yeah. Uh, so when I tell your listeners, and you know, Kimberly can vouch for this, you know, you're going to get engagement like you've never seen before. And I know that sounds kind of Trumpian because she talks <laughs> like that. But I, I'm not kidding, listeners. I am not kidding. I promise you, I, you know, so there is some reason. So, okay. I believe the reason part of it is because number one, our timeline is not algorithmic. What you see is what you get, Mm -hmm. meaning whoever you follow as it's coming in, Mm -hmm. you're seeing that content. We're not telling you what you should or shouldn't see. So that's Mm -hmm. one. But number two, the way that it's built uh, like we have this explore feature so you can see, you know, these, these spouts coming in at the real time mm-hmm. and people just look at that and like stuff. And then they're like, Oh, let me follow this person. Mm-hmm. Um, the engagement is just off, off yeah. the, the charts. Really um, so if you, if you've been, you know, on the sidelines, create an account, you know, I, I told folks and something Kimberly said, and I just, just want to kind of piggyback on that. You know, you guys are on a platform right now that's, for all intents and purposes, controlled by a person who's anti-Semitic, racist, mm-hmm. you know, misogynist. You know, you go down the list of isms mm-hmm. and it's you know everything mm-hmm. else. He's that, mm-hmm. and on, and he doesn't respect you. You know, he's going to remove basic protections on your account mm-hmm. unless if you are a blue check. He's going to limit certain things. We're not doing any of that. You know, we're not charging you for an edit button. You can edit right now for mm-hmm. free, and it will remain free. We're not going to charge you, you know, for basic stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not we, – I, I care about my users, and I respect my users. Um, so as Kimberly pointed out, you're on a platform with a person many believe to suck. So whether you like me or not, you don't have to like me. <laughs> but just know that at the end of the day – that when you own the platform, my mission and the company's mission is to protect you and to take care of you, to give you, you know, the tools to, you know, engage with people, promote your stuff. And we're, we're definitely going to come out with more stuff for creators to be able to promote their stuff, to be able to grow their following and not have to worry, excuse my language, with the bullshit of Twitter. So when you post something, you're not, focusing on trolls you're mm-hmm. not focusing on the toxicity you're focusing on engagement and yeah. growing your following so let me ask you this um sure. you, you have this rapid verification process so if you've got a blue mm-hmm. check now is it only on twitter or is it on any social media platform where you have a blue check 
So we're starting with Twitter first, okay. and then we're, we're also going to open it up to Instagram. Um, okay. Because of Elon um, removing this verification, I'm sorry, the, um, the two-factor, mm-hmm. um, some folks are having some issues, um, and it's not, it's not a spotable thing. It's actually a Twitter thing. Mm-hmm. Then the second thing is if you're, you're, your handles don't match, and that's by oh. design, um, because there would have been a security floor, mm-hmm. for example, if your name was Bob, mm-hmm. and then you're trying to um, verify an account that was named Tom. Mm-hmm. Um, so your, your your accounts have to match up. So if you're Bob on, on Twitter, you have to be Bob on Spottable. Um, but still, if, if people who are um, legacy check marks and they can't do it with the quick verify, they just reach out to us whether to support or if they send me a DM, we pretty much verify them quickly. Um, so yes, so you can get verified. You don't have to pay for it. You don't have to wait weeks. Um, you know, and then we're going to open it up once, you know, once everything settles down, then we're going to do like what Twitter did where you can Mm -hmm. submit a quote unquote application, Mm -hmm. uh, to get verified. And we're still working through the process of like, who's going to be verified, you know, what does that look like? Uh, but really quickly, because I know you, you, you want to do a rapid fire thing here. Um, one thing I want to be clear is we're not going to be as strict as the old Twitter. So I, just to give mm. you an example, there are folks who have multiple books who were never able to get legacy uh, check marks who mm-hmm. have books. Mm-hmm. that Some even have bestsellers that were you know in, in different publications and all this stuff and were not able to do it. Um, you know, if you have multiple books, or even if you have one book and you could just show that, hey, you know, I'm someone notable, you're going to get verified. Okay, well, that's good to know. And here's something I really want to know. So let's, because Elon has threatened that the legacy blue checks are going to disappear. So Mm -hmm. if, let's say I was not verified, or let's say that I was not on Spoutable yet, and um, I lose my legacy, and then I go and join, is it going to be impossible to, to do that rapid verification because the legacy blue check is gone? Well, yes and no. Okay. So the way that we're doing it now, the answer is yes. However, we have a backup. We have a backup. So um, you have, I don't know if you, your listeners know or you know if you know about it, but you know there's a website called Wayback Machine or right. the Internet Archive. So we'll be able to go back and look at your account to see if you were actually verified. Okay. You know, using that method as well. Um, it will be manually, you know, manually done. Mm-hmm. But at least, you know, there is an option there. Um, right. You know, it sucks. I don't know how much longer uh, it's going to be around. That's why we wanted to push it out as quick as po- you know, as quickly as possible because you're absolutely right. He's talking about removing that. Yeah, and I have a feeling that some of the people who are, are reluctant at this point, when they lose their verification on Twitter um, and they realize that, th- that your site is going to legitimately... I mean, and the thing is, is... I've been on some of these newer sites and there wasn't even a place for me to apply for a verification. And, um, you know, it's just, I think it's really important because, you know, we've, we've talked about that. I don't want to go into all the reasons why having notable, notable people, you know, verified is important, but yeah, when you're a notable person, you absolutely don't want anyone stealing your name, making money off of you or anything like that. So that's why it's so important. And I think, you know, there are a bunch of people that right now I feel like, you know, because Elon comes along and he screws everything up and then there's this new site and that new site and none, at least for me, 
none of the new sites that I saw were satisfactory. And I got on them, but I really didn't enjoy my experience there. And so um, now that this site, you know, I mean, anybody who's not on, just go check it out. You'll see it's very familiar. Now, the other thing that I want to ask you is the ease of Spoutable, of course, is not yet. How old is Twitter? When did Twitter come out? Like 2007 or 8 or something like that? It was 2006, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so 2006. Yeah. yeah, so they have had some time to, um, you know, fix things and make things quicker and blah, 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 add the features. So as, as we've talked about, Spoutable is in its infancy, and obviously in time, it's going to become easier. So when do you anticipate, if this is, if you can, um, you know, when will Spoutable feel as easy as Twitter? A year, six months? Weeks. Weeks? No, really? No, no, wow. No. Because, uh, so I'm going to explain why. So, you know, my plan from the beginning was rapid development and also getting features out quickly. Uh, so almost every day, and I'm not kidding, almost some, sometimes it's notable, noticeable, sometimes I actually announce it, sometimes I don't, but we're pushing updates daily, mm -hmm. uh, literally daily, um, and sometimes even working on the weekends. But here's the reason why. One, competition, I'm going to be straight up with your listeners. Mm -hmm. um, if, you're, if you're not able to keep up with the demands, because like you yeah. said, there are a lot of different options out there. Um, so people want to feel like, okay, if I'm going to join your platform, that one, it's going to be updated regularly Two, that, okay, I can, I can understand you're in your infancy, but how long are you going to be in your infancy? Mm -hmm. Are we talking weeks, months, years? Mm -hmm. We're talking weeks. Okay. Um, and then more importantly, um, you know, we have some cats, like you said, you know, we, we have catching up to do, mm -hmm. um, you know. Twitter has spaces. We need something that's comparable to that. Mm -hmm. Now, we are light years ahead of Twitter, believe it or not, in some, some regard in terms of, like, let's say, safety features. Mm -hmm. There's things in place that we have that Twitter does not have. Hmm. Um, there are features that we have, for example, um, pinning, pinning uh, a spout. Now, of course, you can pin uh, tweets, but our pinning is different. Not only you can pin your spout, but you can pin other people's cool. spouts yeah. to your your profile wow. um so if there's something that just really moved you like you know what i want to highlight this beyond you know echoing it out to other folks i'm going to pin it um and there's 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 quite a few other things in, in terms of like encrypted dms which we're still working through that mm -hmm. fixing the bugs on that um so yeah so you know, i am extremely happy with where we've come in just such a short span of time um you know before your next question really quickly I know when we launched, we did have our hiccups. Um, you know, one of the problems was, you know, you can you can expect a certain number of people to join, and we had over ten thousand people join within eight minutes um, when wow. we first launched. And of course, the site was slow. Of course, yeah. Um, there were yeah, you know, there was code. Uh, that had to be rewritten because we were expecting it to perform one way, and then once all these users started coming on, we're like, okay, that's not working. <laughs> now the, the the website is super fast, yeah, and still optimizing it to to be faster, yeah. Um, so you know, I, I want your listeners to know, like, this is a serious, this is this is extremely serious to me, um, in terms of providing a a. a you know, an, a, a seamless environment where users can be on there 
and not have to worry about the stuff that you normally see from a, a startup. Yeah. But yeah, you know, there are bugs. You know, there are definitely bugs, yeah. and we're you know we're fixing them. Well, and I just want to remind everybody that I mean. Back in the day when I wasn't even on Twitter and my primary social media site was Facebook, all the time, you know, like say once a year or maybe once every two years, they would change the whole look of the site and everything would be reversed and in different places and everyone would freak out and get angry and say, oh my God, it's so awful. But then they would get used to it. And then when it would change again, it was just a repeat. Oh my God, it's so awful. I can't take it anymore. I hate the new Facebook. And then they would get used to it and then they change it. And it was just again and again and again. And I bring this up because, you know, people are impatient and they, and they don't like change. So if there is something on Twitter that they really love and it's not yet available on Spoutable, just know this is how I'm looking at it. You are on Twitter and you do a very good job of tweeting and, 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 you know, sharing your content, expressing yourself. So you have learned what you like on Twitter, which I'm sure is pretty much the same as what they like and what I like on Twitter. So you're going to be implementing that. And not only are you going to be in implementing the things that you like, you're clearly implementing the things that you wish that you would have seen on other sites. And that's what we're all really so appreciative of. And um, I think it's just anybody who's listening to this. And then if you're not on yet, it's like Chris says, just go set up an account. Oh, explain to me, because I've heard some people complaining, not hardcore complaining, but about the phone thing. So explain yeah. no, why you did issue. that. No, yeah, it's an issue. No, and, and, and it's, it's, you know, how you would say um, it's warranted, you know, backlash a little bit in terms of. So, you know, we've we've redesigned it a few times mm -hmm. because, you know, Unfortunately, there are folks who just don't know what country codes are, and um, you know, in the beginning, <laughs> the very beginning, it was our provider. They just didn't have the the um, the coverage that we needed because we do have a lot of international users. Mm -hmm. um, so we went with a service that's a little bit more expensive, but um, have you know much wider coverage, mm -hmm. and then that was great. But then. Folks didn't just, they just didn't know how to enter the numbers in. Yeah. Um, so what we're doing now is we're basically making it foolproof. And not calling, oh. you know, by users fools or anything like that, but, you know, the terminology <laughs> yes. foolproof. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> Where, you know, you could enter the numbers in any different number of ways and it will be intelligent enough to know the format. The only thing is you have to know your country code. So, for example, mm -hmm. here in the United States, our country code is, you know, plus one. Mm -hmm. um, in the U.K., it's uh, plus 44, um, and so forth. That's it. You know, so that's why some folks were having difficulty because they just were entering the, the numbers in, incorrectly. And we can actually see that, mm -hmm. that, you know, they're entering the numbers in, incorrectly. Um, so, yeah, you know, that's something that we're, we're hopefully by maybe the end of today or tomorrow hmm. we'll have another fix for it and hopefully um you know more users will be able to verify their you know their phone numbers but no it's 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 warranted you know right. because you know they want it they want to spout and they can't yeah. because they just don't they don't understand the format yeah well and that's understandable and just fyi people um bob suska my boyfriend who also interviewed you i think it was like the day very soon after your your public launch we are mm -hmm. not tech support so if you have a question we probably don't know the answer <laughs> 
<laughs> we get a lot of people and I don't, I don't mind. And I understand they know that I know you and obviously Bob interviewed you, but just because we interview doesn't mean we have all the answers about your tech. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I know that I can, you know, I try not to send you too many DMs because I know you're really, right. really busy, but occasionally, you know, I mean, I, I will and say, Hey, do you know, just, just so I can get an answer for someone. But I, you know, I, I this is the way I look at it because I'm in the dark just as much as anybody else. I don't see what's going on behind the scenes. I just see what you're promoting and talking about, but I just trust you because like I said, I, 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 I knew you would be able to do this. And I said this to my last guest, but I'm still going to say it. I mean, I, I'm kissing your ass, but I'm not kissing your ass because I'm basically just telling you the way I see it. And I trusted you. I knew you were going to be able to come up with the site. I just knew it. So um, I just tell everybody, just wait and have some patience and trust because these things take time and it's going to, as you say, it's happening a lot faster than any. I mean, I was literally thinking like six months to a year. So if we're going to see very similar experiences in Twitter and Spoutable within several weeks, then, hey, I'm like, that's way beyond my expectations. So. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we're even hoping that we can have, you know, our versions of our version of pod, um, you know, of spaces, mm -hmm. we're calling it pod or pods um, by the end of March. Wow. Um, That'd be you cool. know, yeah. Because it's important. Mm -hmm. Look, I don't want to be on Twitter anymore. You know, I'm basically using Twitter now just to promote Spoutable. <laughs> Um, you know, every now and then I may troll a troll, but yeah. I'm pretty because my mental health mm -hmm. and I, I, you know, I, it's it's hard for me to really put this into words, and I don't want people to think like I'm I'm saying this because you know this is my company. I want mm -hmm. people to understand like if I thought Spotable sucks, I would say you know what it sucks, and you know we we missed the mark. I really would yeah. say that because you can't hide something that sucks. If right. something sucks, people are going to tell you. And, and Kimberly would tell, would tell me, she may not say publicly behind the scenes, she'd say, look, Chris, you gave it a shot, but your shit sucks, man. I'm sorry, I'm staying, I'm staying on Twitter. You try, but it sucks. Yeah. You know, and she was honest with me. She said, look, I love your site, but mm -hmm. you know, there's a few things I want to see. And you know, we're talking about it now. Kim right. Kimberly is, is straight up. And there are a few folks out there who are like that. Me and they are straight up, and they will tell me something sucks. So when I didn't get the, this really sucks, but you know, so it, it, you know you got to fix a few things. But I love it; it doesn't suck. Then I know that you know. So I'm, I'm letting you That's guys funny. know that I, pr I promise. You know the things that are bugging you because one of the major things we get besides the phone number is when you click on a spout. And then you back out. You want to go back to the spot that you were at. It yeah. takes you all the way back to the top. Right. It's a pain in the ass. Mm -hmm. And it's a pain in the ass for me because I'm like scrolling through looking at content and it doesn't save your spot. Mm -hmm. um, it's not, a, believe it or not, it's not an easy fix or we would have put it out. There's, there's, There needs to be some rework on the front end. Okay. And we are currently doing that now. Okay. Um, and we're also, because some, some users had said that, you know, when it's open on their browser for a while, it starts to get slow and sluggish. Yeah. For older you know, phones and older computers, it is an issue. We're reworking the front end once again to mm -hmm. be less resource hungry. Mm -hmm. um, so, it, you know, so these are all the things we're working through. So just bear with us and I promise you, you know, we're pushing out updates every single day. And you guys, you know, a week from now, it's not going to even, you know, your experience is going to be different. Than compared to just today, right? Okay, here's here's my own personal request or question about sure. what I want, and that sure. is with the verification. Um, uh, 
when are you going to have the thing where you can see where only verified people, you know, only the verified notifications, as well as the people who have followed you? Like you could see on right. Twitter. So you just gave away a little secret that a lot of <laughs> folks don't even know about. Uh, oh, maybe, well, maybe the paid folks now know about it. But right. So, so there is a secret am, uh, am, am, amongst the the verified folks mm -hmm. where we actually have an extra tab on Twitter, mm -hmm. where when you have your your notifications, excuse me, um, you can see just stuff from verified people. Yeah. So if someone responds to you and they verified or likes your stuff or whatever, you only see that. Yeah. And no one ever really talked about this before I became verified. I had no clue that right. this even existed. And, and then when I became verified, I was like, wow, <laughs> they actually were able to keep this a secret for so long yeah. because I had personally never seen anything about this. Yeah. Um, so yes, that is coming because I do also know how important that is. Um, we do have on the search, we do have the verified search where mm -hmm. you can only see, you know, you see stuff from there, but we're going to have stuff that's specifically for verified users that other users don't have access to. Okay, this is my last question. When sure. is when are you going to be on Joy Reid? <laughs> that's a Joy Reid question. I mean, look, I, I've, uh, obviously I've you know interacted with Joy over the years. We have mutual you know friends and things mm -hmm. like that. And I think you know w w there's one thing other thing I would like to talk about before we go. But let's talk mm -hmm. about the Joy Reid thing. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of folks don't realize this, but you know journalists and reporters and things like that, you know, just that, that, that quote-unquote industry, whatever, it's a small community. Yeah. A lot of folks don't realize, like, they think, you know, it's just, it's not. You know, everyone knows everyone else. And mm -hmm. because of the work that I do, you know, I'm kind of like in the middle of that. I'm not a journalist, don't consider myself a journalist, but I have a lot of respect for journal journalists and journalism. Mm -hmm. um, so, Joy, you know, we know a lot of the same folks. Mm -hmm. Um so the question is, it's up to Joy. At some point, I'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah. she's going to have me on. Um, I'll say this, though. Um, I'm not going to say what outlet. I'm not going to say you know what magazine. But there is a magazine that's working on a huge, a huge cool. piece about Spotable. Yay! The whole, the whole development process, you know, talking to people who worked on it. You know, because, you know, p apparently people think, you know, I paid 89 bucks and I, I, I built this thing in my kitchen. And, um, you know, it's it's the, the servers are in my closet, like Hillary Clinton servers. It's in my closet and all the, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just idiots. I'm sorry. Uh, you may have to in, uh, edit that out. But no. To think that, yeah, okay, to think that a platform that's, that's handling so many concurrent users. I'm not going to say the name, um, the number just yet. Okay. Um, handling so many concurrent users that this thing could be running from my house right. or it was built <laughs> in my kitchen. It's just, it's just QAnon. Yes. Just nonsense. But, but, um, yeah. So, you know, this reporter has been in it from the beginning. They wow. reached out when I announced it. It was just like, Hey, I want to be part of the process. I yeah. want to talk to people. And I was just like, you know, something great. So I'm excited. This is one of the one of the few times that I'm extremely excited about something because people are going to get a behind the scenes look at this, you know, the the, the good and the bad. Right. Wow. So, when yeah. when do you expect this article to come out? Oh, uh, 
soon. Okay. I, I, I think <laughs> I want to say because I don't. The, the problem is because I don't want to give. I don't want to give folks because they're going to be trolls. That's going to be right. listening. So I don't want to try to give them too much mm-hmm. information because then they may know. But it will be soon. Okay. Um, and like I said, I'm really excited, and it's going. It's going to really piss off a lot of folks because <laughs> it's it's one of the major ones. It's not just online. It's actually print. Wow, this well. is this is so cool. Yeah, and, and I'm so grateful. I'm, I'm so grateful, and I'm just so grateful for the site. You don't even know. I I mean, it was funny because I had posted on um, Facebook. I think it was around April or whatever last year when we heard Elon could take over the site, and I was just literally I was devastated. And so I posted something on Facebook, and a friend of mine you know, called me and she's like, Kimberly, you know, don't worry, Twitter isn't everything. And I'm like, you don't understand. (laughs) You don't understand. And so this is so important to me. And for anybody who, you know, I know that Bob and I get tech support questions, but I think because I promote your site so much, I think people think I work for you or we get some kind of cut. And I just want to be very clear. You do not pay me. I do not work for you. I am just literally so grateful for this site. And I want everyone to go over there because I hate Elon Musk. I I wish Twitter, I wish this didn't happen to Twitter, but it did. And so now this gives you an opportunity. And the last thing I'm going to say about this, and I said this on Spoutable. I might have said it from MSW Media. I don't remember. But either way, um, you have given us something very precious. And basically what that is, is because the United States is dealing with such uh, rampant fascism, um, mm-hmm. you have given us the opportunity to, to, to organize and to actually create narratives on that website without the trolling, without the disinformation. And as we head into the 24 election, that's going to be so important because we saw how important it was that Russians got to spread disinformation on Twitter and all the stuff that, I mean, I'm sorry, on Twitter both and Facebook. But that's not going to be happening on Spoutable. And that's a BFD. And, you know, I mean, that was another reason I was so disappointed that Musk got Twitter because I was so afraid of what that would mean for the country. I did know people would come along just like you and start, you know, new sites, but the the the, the sites that are going to I think, you know, I think I have a feeling Spoutable will be around for a very long time. There might be a few other ones that pop up and, you know, they're doing really well, but I can for sure say with your site, it will be a place that sane voters, cuz not just liberals, sane voters can organize and like I said can get out the good information without the trolls and create a narrative because I had Simon Rosenberg on earlier this year and he was saying, you know, we are the information warriors and it's not just about the Democratic Party. It is about the base and we have to help create a narrative so that we can continue to win. And your site is going to give us such a wonderful platform to do that so i do want to say thank you uh for doing that because it's extremely important for democracy but now everybody just has to come over and get on (laughs) thank you for saying that and and just i I know we have to go just five minutes here Um, a couple (laughs) things what you just said just to to, um so you're absolutely correct that was one of the other reasons why i wanted to do this because i knew how important it would be to have an alternative space that's yeah. going to fight against mis- and disinformation. Um, that being said, um, you know, I want folks to understand also, look, it's, it's not a liberal platform. It's not a conservative platform. It's a platform where, you know, people could come 
and disgusting. So like you said, you know, there are going to be conservatives that are going to come on that are, that are going to talk about whoever or whatever. As long as they're not violating our policies, they're more than welcome to come. And, and folks can have those debates. Um, you know, like I said earlier, there was one thing I wanted to hit because I'll talk about um, because I, this is something that's been used against the platform and used against me. People don't want you guys coming to the platform for a few different reasons. One, because of what Kimberly just just stated, because you have folks who have a vested interest in putting out missing disinformation, and if you have a bunch of folks on Spotable, then they can't get that, you know, they can't, it, it's not going to work. Yeah. If you're on Twitter and most of the folks are gone, like, who are you pushing the missing disinformation out to? Uh, secondly, I'm extremely happy with our numbers, and... Based on what I'm seeing, once we have an app, I do think Spotable is going to be one of the top alternatives. Yeah. Because, look, at the end of the day, the number of users we have for just a basically a web app at the end of the day, um, people just, for whatever reason, I'm different. I'm actually old school, but a lot of folks just don't like going to websites on their phone. They want an app, even though yeah. it, it actually acts like an app on your, yeah, on your it does. web browser. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah, they still want an app. Okay, right. that's that's totally cool. Get it. Um, so once we have an app, you're going to see the numbers <laughs> explode. You're going to see more content and things like that. But we already, I could tell you, have a lot of users. Now, the <laughs> other thing, um, you're going to see folks, the, the, I guess the biggest one, and you, you alluded to this earlier, and I don't have any problems talking about it, is when folks say, you know, Boozy is a scammer, and this is all scam. Um, so I'm going to say this. Just use your critical thinking skills. Yes. <laughs> I, this is what I tell people all the time, and I've tweeted about this numerous times. One, I've used my name. I have one of the most unique names in the world. I think there's only like a handful of Christopher Boozies. That's, <laughs> that's number one. Number two, I, as Kimberly has stated, I was in the, you know, the Netflix documentary, which I think it was like 100 million users ended up watching it, wow. or over 100 million hours watched or whatever, but it was a lot of folks who watched. Mm -hmm. And I have been in multiple documentaries, so it wasn't mm -hmm. just that. I've been in a few now. I think the number is either four or five. If I was this international scammer that was calling <laughs> around scamming people, you better believe they would have came out the woodwork yeah. and talked to reporters Right. Or went to the police yes. and said, that's the guy. That's him. And I would be in jail. <laughs> so how this all came about is another conspiracy theorist, her, her name is Louise Minch, years ago, took something she saw on, on a form that some crazy person said and amplified it. And when she did that, that started the mm. whole, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm not a scammer. No. Um. I'm just letting folks know. Yeah, so those people worry, th those people are on TikTok who are calling you a scammer, though. <laughs> you know, and, and you know something, and <laughs> once again, they're, 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 they're more than welcome to say whatever, but when you ask them, well, where's the proof, right. actual proof, they either point to Twitter or they point to some Reddit thing, but no, mm -hmm. where's the actual proof? Right. Where's the victims? Do you have any victims of mm -hmm. the scam? Any credible yes. Folks, no, yeah. but then then shut up. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the because like I said, at the end of the day, if I was doing that, 
folks will be coming out the woodwork. Yes. Folks would, you know, whatever. Hundred um, percent. And don't think for one second that the folks at Netflix didn't vet me. Don't think that journalists have that that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, and then lastly, don't let someone else dissuade you mm-hmm. from exploring other options mm-hmm. you know create an account if you don't like it you can deactivate your account you could delete your information you could stay on twitter like i tell folks all the time like look i'm using twitter right now like i said to promote spotable mm-hmm. and for some time i do see people using both yeah because we don't have millions of users yet obviously we don't mm-hmm. um so you still want to be able to try to capture as many eyeballs as possible there's nothing wrong with going on mm-hmm. on tiktok and going on instagram and going on spotable and going on twitter and even possibly facebook you know you're supposed to use as many platforms as possible to get whatever it is out but what i will say to you is this i promise you if you come to spotable you're going to notice mm-hmm. a, a stark difference mm-hmm. between the toxicity on Twitter versus the community on Spotable. Yes. It's a noticeable difference. Noticeable. It's, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. I'm just agreeing with you. I'm echoing you. I'm echoing you. No, because I, folks, I, my mental health, like I dread going to Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> because Twitter is when you compare it to Spotable, mm-hmm. it's like night and day. You know, really people is. are posting information. You know, they are talking about Trump on Spotable. They are saying mm-hmm. some things on Spotable. I'm not saying that it's you know all you know rainbows and gumdrops and all whatever else. <laughs> it's not. You know, people are saying things, but it's still not the level of toxicity. No. I can't put it into words. You have to come to the platform and see for yourself. Yeah, and I promise you. When you come, you're 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 just you're just gonna say wow. Yeah, it's, it's it's so much nicer. I mean, of course, there's gonna the information that we're dealing with in the real world is upsetting, and you're going to see that on Spoutable because it is a social media site, and obviously, there's gonna be a lot of politics on there. But like, just like with Twitter, I imagine over time, when Spoutable grows, you're gonna see you know entertainment Spoutable and books about you know all the different groups out there that are gonna have their kind of little area, their little room on Spoutable where they all get together. And, you know, and then, but politics is going to come in. And unfortunately, politics is upsetting and stressful. So, you know, but we want to do that. But we want to know what's going on. And that's like, oh, and the, the name that I forgot was Bill Crystal. I don't know why I can never remember that guy's name. But oh, it's like, <laughs> <Bill Crystal. Yeah. laughs> but like, you know, I want him over there. I want people like that over there. I want the people that I disagree with over there. Um, just not the targeted harassment hater fascists who are spreading lies. That's what we don't want. And that's why it feels different because we, you know, we are all, like you said, we're adults and we can, uh, it's hard to deal with the information that's coming at us now, but it, we have to, to be responsible. And, and so, yeah, it's just, it's the feel over there is different. And I think there's also, I think you want to throw into that is that so much, so many of us have been wanting a social media site like this that we're also grateful for it that I think that adds to the energy that you're feeling over there because it's an energy that is kind of coming off of the site for all of the you know personalities that are on it it's it's giving off a a, a vibe that is just it's much more relaxing and it doesn't mean that it's not going to have controversial stuff or you know upsetting stuff of course it will but it won't be coming 
at you. It will just be about what's going on in the world. And I mean, it, it, I think yeah, that, that's it. I'm sorry to, to interrupt you. That is it. You, you you hit it. It's 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 there, but it's not it's not it's, at least for now. It's it's not targeted at an individual right. responsible. It's about the subject matter itself. Yeah. So if someone is talking about abortion, you know, it's not being targeted towards a person in, in saying, you know, you know you, that yeah. it's the discussions around the topic yes. of abortion. And that's, you, you, that's it right there. And yeah, no one's calling you a baby-killing whore. <laughs> that's basically what it is. It, it, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's not, and, and, and that's the thing, you know, once again, I haven't released the numbers yet, but there are enough people on the platform now that we should be seeing that. We yeah. should be because you know when Post News, for example, launched, and you know they were at the the numbers we were at, we were starting to see that on Post News. Mm-hmm. However, um, Post News is another platform that it's not it's not as toxic as right. Twitter, but it's a different you know they're they're going for a different uh, uh, you know yeah it's user a different or whatever. Field, yeah. um, so I you know. Like I've, I've told folks, just try it. You know, and yeah. I know I've said it a few times here. You, you're not going to lose anything. You don't have right. to pay anything to be on the platform. You know, if you don't like the platform and you don't want your information on the platform anymore, you can delete your your account. Mm-hmm. You could keep it open for a while and give it a test drive or whatever. You lose nothing but time. Yeah. Um, coming to the platform. So, right. You know, that's that's. I guess that's all I have to say about it. And uh, Yeah, and then I'll just end with this. There was a really good article. Um, I can't remember if it was The Atlantic, but somebody posted an article about why you shouldn't delete your Twitter account, and that's basically because if you delete it, then some, after 30 days or something, someone can mm-hmm. take your username, and then they can basically pretend they're you. So especially if you're like a blue check, verified, notable account, I'm talking legacy blue checks. Uh, I think it's probably better not to close your account down. You can, there are things that you can do to remove all your tweets, which I'm never going to do, but um, you can do that. But I would say keep your Twitter account um, or at least go look up the article, why it's a good idea not to delete your Twitter account or something like that. And it explains it to you better. So um, that way your identity won't be stolen and people won't raise money on your name and things like that. So that's that. But um, you know, Chris, I, I had questions for you. We're not going to get to them today, but I had questions because when you were on Bob's show, I know you basically predicted um, positive outcomes for 2024. And I want to, you know, as we move forward in the season and as once Spoutable starts taking less attention, and I know it probably will always be taking your attention, but I want to talk to you about the election um, 2024. I don't, I shouldn't say election, election season, whatever, the crazy that we're going to be seeing. So that's for the next time you're on the show. <laughs> so just FYI. I, 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 I'm totally open with coming back and talking about that. I'll just say this. Do not believe the hype. Don't believe yes. the polls. Use common sense. Yes. Uh, as, as long as Biden is at the top of the ticket, unless they find a superstar to go up against Biden that can pull in, and, and the key here is pull in uh-huh. independence, uh-huh. Biden, without looking at any polls, I can tell you <laughs> Biden will, will, will win again. It's just common sense, and I'm not using any algorithms. I'm not using anything <laughs> fancy for this. I'm just telling you, based on common sense and based on history, the Republicans do not have anyone in the pipeline. Ron DeSantis will not beat no. um, uh, 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 Biden. It's not going to happen. No. Trump will not beat Biden. No. 
I don't think so either. You put oh no if if Democrats Democrats if if Trump I just saw, saw some poll I think the Hill was pushing about Trump being able to beat Biden. Let me just explain something <laughs> really quickly, and I know we got to okay. go because that's cool. I just because I want your listeners to know this. Do not be scared or worried if Trump is the nominee. That will be the best case scenario. I agree because Democrats will be able to fundraise like they've never fundraised before. Mm-hmm. Because that is how. You, you know, in terms of <laughs> Democrats and fundraising and Trump, if you want to really rile up Democrats and get them motivated mm-hmm. and get galvanized <laughs> them, just say the name Trump. That's all you have to do. So if Democrats even feel like Trump is going to be at the top of the ticket, they're going to donate loads of money to everyone <laughs> to make sure he's not. So the worst thing for Republicans is having Trump at the top of the ticket. Nikki Haley. I don't know what Nikki was thinking, but that's never going to happen. <laughs> no. Um, like, so besides <laughs> Nikki and Ron DeSantis, who's left Pence? <laughs> Look, if we can you 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 know folks talk about Biden and oh he's lost a step or two. Biden could come out in his slippers and his robe, <laughs> and he could beat any one of them hands down. I'm telling you right now, it's not. <laughs> Stop sleeping on Joe Biden. Yes. Joe Biden is not what you think. No. Like, he's he's a masterful politician. Yes. Masterful. Stop sleeping on this man. Yes. Stop sleeping. He, you know, he may have, quote, unquote, lost a step or two. I lost a step or two from just three years ago, four <laughs> years know, ago. We all lose a step or two as we get older. Yeah. But that does not mean he's senile. Nope. That does not mean he's, you know, he, he doesn't know what's going on around him. This, the State of the Union proved mm-hmm. that not only Joe Biden is witty, he's a masterful politician. Yeah. Stop sleeping on Joe Biden. Yes, 100%. Oh, my God, it was so much fun talking to you, and I'm just so glad that we had this opportunity. <laughs> it was I, good. I'm so happy you invited me back. <laughs> I always enjoy talking to you, Kim. Well, um, I told my mom this morning, it was funny, I said the last time you were on the show, I said, you know, I'd like to call you Boozy, and you were like, I prefer Christopher. So I told her, I said, I, I, I think I referred to you as the, I said, I, I'm going to have the booze man on the show. And I said, I, I can't, I'm sure, I bet you he won't want to hear that one because he didn't even want to be called Boozy. So I'm, I'm doing my best to respect you, but I do call you Boozy to my boyfriend because I just love calling you Boozy. Um, uh, so the, the trolls ruined that for me. Uh, they started calling me Boozy. Oh, all the time. I see. Folks, okay. Folks, folks, you know, Usually it's Christopher or Boozy, right? You know, it just depends. But you know, people that are close to me, they'll they'll say Boozy and stuff like that. But the trolls ruin it for me. I get you it. Know, I get it. I get it. But it's such but, a cool but name. You can, you can call me Boozy, Ken. It's, okay. It's totally fine. <laughs> it's because it's totally, I know it's coming from a place of love. So yes, it it's, is. It's totally. But I won't totally call you the booze man. <laughs> no, no, I'm not, you're, I'm not a fan no, of that. But I'm Boozy, sure you're not. Totally. But it made me laugh. Okay, so before I let you go, Boozy. Tell everybody where to find you. <laughs> right. So you can find me on spoutable.com, S P O U T I B L E.com. Um, you know, at C Boozy. So spoutable yes. forward slash C Boozy. You can follow me on Twitter, C <laughs> uh, Boozy as well. Uh, but I hope to see you on Spotable and just, you know, to say, hey, and, you know, I'll follow you back. Yes, and of course, I am my name, Kimberly Johnson. And don't forget the L-E-Y at the end of Kimberly. 
Kimberly Johnson on Spoutle. I'm also author Kimberly on The Bird. And then, of course, you can look up my books on Amazon. Chris, it was awesome talking to you, and we will talk again. Yeah, great. All right, take care. Bye. Bye.